Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid Accents Lattice Panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. That was from something. ESPN. That's SportsCenter. Yeah. You are so. I gotta make a man out of you, boy. I'm going. You know, get... you know who's the you know who's person who's closest <laughs> to making a man out of me. Ina Garten. Ina Gardner. Ina Garten. Who is that? That sounds she, like a girl. She is this. She's this broad from Food Network. Right. Her whole uh-huh. life is all she does is pleasure her husband Jeffrey. <laughs> she goes if you oh, watch. Oh, you're show, talking about the barefoot Contessa. Barefoot Contessa. Oh, of course, I know her. I've been following her recipes. I made a roasted eggplant parm to die for. Uh-huh. Made my wife my wife stopped hitting me <laughs> for a second, which is really very nice because well, I'm maybe, being chased all around the house. Maybe but, your you know, hands were a little sore or something. The non-voluntary spanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, do not do not talk about your weird pig is in the oven sex. I don't want to know. Uh, I don't want to know. When you scream, there's a pig in the oven. And yep, then she, she knows. comes out like she's she the goes mom right from to children the under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right to the bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, she knows. No, but honestly, we have been making love a lot. It's nice. Great. Welcome to the welcome to the side stories, everyone. I am Ben with apparently the recently laid... Whoa. I don't want to think about the disgusting. Yeah. You're you're already whenever you get excited or mildly hot, you turn pink. So I can't even imagine the California ham that you turn into after you have sex with your wife. But you we're not sure. talking about see, that. You should see the spirals that just the creases of spirals <laughs> on my body that form like a sweet, sweet succulent Virginia ham. Uh, one could, um, one could say she should be arrested. I heard. All right, so I got some information. Okay. So the reason why I saw that bike. The guy in a bike telling me acid. Yes, was I guess there's a thing called Bicycle Day, April nineteenth. It's okay. like, I guess it, it it stems from San Francisco. Is it supposed to be in the invention of acid? The idea of like the guy oh. that really start acid, the guy who like proliferated acid and gave it to all the different bands in the San Francisco 1960 He used to drive around, drive around on a bike. You drive. Know, it's, it's interesting. I was just watching a medical documentary about the person who figured out blood flow. And you live. You imagine living in a time where people just didn't realize that your killer? blood flows. And yeah, yeah. What did he do? Did he just like stab a bunch of women? It's just like <laughs> it's amazing to see the crimson tears. Well, why are there so many? Why do they stop? Scream. There is no more. There is no greater goth than a fourteen hundreds air quotes doctor. 
who is just well, constantly in cemeteries trying to figure out the inner workings of the human body. But what I'm saying is, it's interesting to think about how someone had to teach us that. It was it was a creation in some ways. And when it comes to acid, I never imagined a world without it. So this scientist, it must have been a strange day at the office when he put his finger in his little in his little uh in his little petri dish, put it up to his tongue, and it's just like, Eureka! I see he the rainbow. Ex- Excited. I actually, I don't know a single thing about the whole story. Okay. So, but I'm not going to speak on it, but maybe I'll start researching it to find out what is the origins of acid and how we can thank them, the person that brought us sweet, sweet acid, because it, if I, I'm one of those, I'm starting to think we need to dose, right? Oh, the entire country. Listen. Oh, okay. Well now I'm, now I'm on board. This is a, it's a hard time for a lot of people, right? People are really freaked out, but what if we give them a reason to be freaked out? Where if they start, if their nightmares come alive, meet your right. nightmares mm-hmm. in a way, you know, in a twisted psychedelic fantasy. Yes. See, you still live once the acid goes through your system. Everybody's systematic. It's systematically. It's like we're creating herd bravery. Right. So what you have just described is literally the villainous plot from Scarecrow. Yeah. In in Christian Bale's Batman, the first Batman. So you just want to make everyone hallucinate horrible, horrible visions of demons. And then that will help. What again? I'd be a cute version of Jigsaw. <laughs> if Scarecrow Scarecrow was wrong about the rollout of his plan. Oh, that was the I problem. I don't think that he was wrong necessarily about what about being curious about the human mind. You know what? About the capabilities of the human mind. I actually completely agree with you on that front. I watched uh, TMNT recently. I'm never going to stop talking about it, at least for the next month, because I love that you've movie just, so yeah, much. Yeah, you've been brought it up several times. But all Scarecrow did was organize his own version of the Foot Clan. I'm just sick of these villains biting off a of Shredder. Shredder figured it out so perfectly that no one has been able to match him in quantity of theft. They try and they try, but let's be honest, if it wasn't for those damn turtles and that petty, uh, dirty rat... Shredder would be president of the world right now. Your pro Shredder stance is what's going <laughs> to hurt our show. It's going to hurt the show. I, but also, I would go as far as to say Shredder was not the OG dude. Genghis Khan was the OG supervillain. <sighs> you're going with Genghis. You're, you're showing respect for Genghis Khan? I am not showing respect. I'm showing fealty. All right. Genghis Khan. If you listen to Hardcore History, that's the way he makes sure you know that that's how it's pronounced. Yes, I understand. All right. Well, uh, we have I, a few fun stories to I have several things. Yes. I got a b- bunch of things. Wild responses on whether or not a woman can tell the difference between <laughs> her vagina smell and others. We yes. have several women. I'm talking about a dozen women who yeah. said that because of their lesbian experiences and the things that they have experienced in their times, uh-huh. yes, in fact, you can smell a different woman's snail trail on another <laughs> man Do not. if you want to, if you're looking for it. Obviously, you got to be looking for okay, it because you got to get real all, close to the dick in the balls. It is the odor of a woman's romance sponge. Do I not, love it. Yes, do not I be think, disgusting. I no, I love the juice. <laughs> the juicer, the juicier, the better. But, I've seen these documentaries, but of course, that's where all the pheromones are. This is the that's pheromones where, like marks, marks a man. You know, people always think about communication with with the eyes, the ears, the mouth, but really. The Almighty Nose, as we learn from Dirty Work, as we learn from Chris Farley in Dirty Work, the nose is often the most powerful tool that there is. They say in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. But in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. There it is. 
All right. So thank you all so much for informing us that if you are out there cheating on your wife right now, number one, that ain't right. Number two, you best go and take yourself a bleach bath because she can't tell. Let me smell your dick. Listen to that song again, too. It's really interesting. Just the idea of lifting up the head of a man's penis like it's a fresh loaf of bread. Like your bell on their way to the library. Just like, aha, nice smell a stroncho. There's a stroncho on your finger. Um, Well, this is obviously not the main news of the day. No. Seems like the main news of the day, the day that... I, I imagine, unfortunately, the day that will not live in infamy, mm-hmm. the day where the Pentagon has officially released three videos showing UFOs. Now, th- yes. this is according to BuzzFeed News. We have a couple of these. Now, these videos, which had been leaked and seen before, I don't like using BuzzFeed's news, but this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have decided to come forth and declassify these videos that were actually leaked in December, I believe, of 2017. Okay. So, Henry, we were talking about this a little bit before we recorded. We were discussing, is this the biggest deal on Earth? I was like, did you hear about the new UFO stuff? And as you just mentioned, this is a bit of old news kind of repackaged. What are but people? Why what should, repackaging? What, but what? What do you? What do you think people are, try, are supposed to glean from this? Or what do you think the government wants us to glean from this? Why are they throwing this out there right now? Well, according to their official statement, what they are saying is that they wanted to clear the air and say and officially state that these are indeed videos from the U.S. Navy because they are trying to get rid of the stigma on Navy pilots from reporting UFOs. Okay. Right? They're trying to make it a nicer, friendlier place to report UFOs, U.S. Navy. And a part of this is showing, hey, what the government's trying to say is, look how transparent we're being. Right. Yes, these were already released. Yes, we already dealt with the blowback from them being released. Yes, we've already tried to discredit them. Yes, we've already told you that Luis Elizondo did not work for ATIP and all of his connections to the TTSA are based on total lies. Yes, this is also came from Tom DeLong, which makes the entire ufology world so upset. <laughs> so upset that you know these what, videos though, the were more sprung they originally. Get, the more upset they get... Uh, with Mr. DeLong, the more that I like him. I understand he's taking a lot of money away from them, but at the same time, were they going to get that money? I highly doubt it. They didn't get it for the past 50 years. They're a little mad because he's eating up the bandwidth. He's eating up the media bandwidth. One thing about the TTSA is they're working on two separate programs, which we have not seen hide nor hair from, right? Okay. The one is this material science research, which they call the ATOM Research Project. The ATOM stands for Acquisition and Data Analysis of Materials. And it's the idea is they started this partnership with this company called EarthTech International that is run by Harold Putoff. And Harold Putoff <laughs> is now seen as it's a terrible name. Putoff. It's terrible. Putoff. Yeah. Put it off your lap. Put it on my ass. Oh, my um, goodness. Get out of the strip club. Get out yeah, of the lucky double lounge. I work for the government. Probably Doctor Dr. Putoff. Okay. He actually worked for the NSA. He worked for Stanford University. He kind of has a long list of various spook connections, and he also was a level eight Scientologist for a long time. So Holy he hell. That he, had fucking, he was fully... Clear. He was one of those, and now uh, how high he is, is under the umbrella of TTSA. How high is level eight? My understanding is that's when you start to. Isn't that when you see Xenu or or you're forced to get anally probed or something like that? Isn't if level eight see, about the top of the top? 
it's it was, and it, the the bridge keeps getting extended. Ah, for some reason it's constantly under distru- under construction. But <laughs> OT eight, I think, is when you can see a pair of breasts without vomiting. Oh my goodness! That gets to the point where you're not gay enough <laughs> that you can even you can even hear a woman mention her vagina without striking her. Wow! So the but uh, I, I so all right. These videos were packaged by the TTSA. They yes. came out in December 2017. It's three videos which we have now seen quite a bit of. One yes. was called the, uh, you have the Tic Tac video, which we featured on our live show, lastpodcastlive.com. If you want to watch it this year during my UFO segment, we show you footage that was a part of the release of December 2017. Yes, absolutely. And thanks to everyone who put the images on Instagram and had all the nice words on Twitter, lastpodcastlive.com. You can get our special from last year. We filmed it in NOLA. And it was a hell of a time. So uh, hopefully that can help kill two hours of your life. They put out the videos. It's called FLIR, F-L-I-R, okay. Go Fast, as in one word, and then Gimbal, G-I-M-B-A-L. These are the the videos they put out. Okay. And so these have been leaked. But since then, they've done everything in their power to discredit them, to discredit Luis Elizondo. And there's a lot of holes there. And, and a when lot you of s- opportunities to, to discredit them. And when you say they, you're talking about the U.S. Navy specifically, right? Everybody. I'm talking about ufology. I'm talking about various branches of the government, all trying to say, number one, these videos aren't real. Number two, even if they were real, they they should have been out. We shouldn't be watching them. These are it's irresponsible. And three, like, what does this shit even show? So it's only because they don't like Tom DeLonge, though, that they had this. Don't you think the don't you think these organizations would have been happy if if fat boy Blurbot would have released them on 4chan or something? No, they they were never happy that these were out because what it does is confuses whatever messaging they're trying to say or they've been trying to say since the 1940s about UFOs, which is we don't research them, we or we did and it's done and or and we don't care anymore about them and none of us do. We never cared and we still don't care and I'll never care again. And then you okay. find out that X comes back. Oh. Those UFOs, those UFOs are just there waiting, twinkling and waiting for them. But the so. Since those videos came out, that was kind of the spearhead of the TTSA movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of like, look, we got our hands on all this kind of shit. We're going to start these research programs. We're going to take all of these meta materials, a chunk of what was called arts parts, which is a series of weird like chunks of metal and rock that Art Bell had accumulated over his years of hosting Coast to Coast AM. So they got a hold of a, a bunch of this stuff. Also some stuff from Robert Bigelow. Okay. And they they're, they're, they were supposed to start testing it. They were also supposed to start building an app. A big kind of aggregate sighting app that was either called Scout or I think here now they wanted to call it Vault. Okay. Right? So they, they were supposed to do all these things. They haven't done none of them. So I think the reason why people were mad to begin with was because these videos came out. It started off this whole kind of discussion of we are going to start taking this seriously. Tom DeLong then started hiring a bunch of people that had a bunch of weird, ad, like basically paying people to show up to be a part of the TTSA. Well, I mean, that to had be a lot fair, of dubious that is, connections. That is just employing people. But that's that's my thing <laughs> is that what people are mad is that it just shows that if you you know you got to pay people to show up and do all of this research and yeah, they're not, why happens we, to be very liquid. Yes, they're not doing it for fun. They're not going out mm. there. I mean, maybe some of these people are, but I actually think again, this is why Ben Kissel. You can mark my words right now. I am 
over on Team DeLong. He's paying people at the very least. These other folks are just like, they should do it for the passion. It's like you're making them pay for gas as you drive out to the middle of nowhere. No, God, they sound God like knows UCB. they're eating all the Pringles. No, yeah, the ufologists sound like UCB, where they're like, everyone should just perform for smiles. Be and you're thankful. Like, yeah, and just be thankful for the opportunity. Where this is, but I, I get it. I, I I see why it muddies their waters for them. Because now right, right. they've got their TV show, Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. They mm-hmm. have, like, it's got a lot of cool photo, it's got a, a lot of cool footage in it. But, you know, a lot of it's kind of yakety-schmackety. A lot of it kind of makes them look all dumb. And you're kind of seeing how the TTSA was never truly that serious about the research arm. It seems that they're really, really interested on moving ufologists to television. And the problem is is that there are people on the outside of that sphere that are not being included that are getting very emotionally hurt oh my. by the lack of inclusion. Well, it's almost like you got to do it yourself. You can't trust anyone in this business because much like when I was in jail for 24 hours, in mid-conversation, Ben Kissel, ah, goodbye, you don't say anyone, Bye. you just head towards the door as fast as possible. So this Love is what- we made a memory, but I got to get out of here before you start looking at my like, hey, asshole like it's an oasis. There was a man crying on his phone for 25 hours Get the lawyer, Dad. What are we paying our lawyer for? I was like, you are making... (laughs) We are in jail, buddy. You are really doing it. You're making our entire people look bad. But this is according to a Defense Department spokeswoman, Sue Gao. This is what she had to say regarding the release of these documents. After a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. So the Pentagon has reached their hands open to the goods of the drama of the ufology world, right? By basically saying like, okay, you got us, boom. Right. Declassified, we don't know what they are, congrats. We are now officially saying it, but it's it's kind of perfunctory at this point. It is just them saying a thing. They are coming out and claiming a thing because it was beginning to look more and more ridiculous of them with them saying that these are not our videos and that they were doctored. Right. It is a first in the fact that it is the government coming out and saying, finally, truly, on the record, this this is shit that we cannot explain. But if you notice, right. they've got funny little terms, right? They call it unidentified aerial phenomena right Right. so they're moving away from the vehicle stance they're moving away from anything about being a ship or occupants they're saying like sure yeah it's they essentially got you legally where they can say like (laughs) yeah if someone finally shows being like that's clouds or like that's a bird with the head on. Right. Like, if they say that and they find out for certain it's just a bird with the fucking fat suit and a hat Well, on, we right? know what happened to the pigeons in Las Vegas. Many a pigeon died wearing those cowboy hats. Absolutely. You just add that to the COVID deaths list, yep, as far sad. as I'm concerned. So, so at any point, mm-hmm. if they are proven to not be vehicles, then you see, but... We just called it an unidentified phenomenon. Well, we didn't know what the hell it was. My, it could be plasma. It could be ball lightning. It could be all the other things that could be fucking <laughs> swamp gas. Oh. If they figure out a way to pin it on it at some point. I think I got to carry some ball lightning right now. Better go to the doctor. My question to you, Henry, you believe that much of UFO experience is psychic. So isn't the phenomena term allowing that to be an interpretation of what these people are seeing? The problem is there are a lot of people that don't buy the phenomena. Concept. That was a big thing. As I was looking into the TTSA a little bit on my own, 
you really see how much of a stigma in the UFO world there really is against this idea of UFOs as a co-pro between mm-hmm. the psychic projections of us and other intelligences, right? They don't like it. Jacques Vallée, though, now Jacques Vallée's on a fire because Jacques Vallée's falling under the umbrella of TCSA <laughs> as well because there's a lot of people that hate the concept of the that they are not nuts and bolts crafts right. from another world. Like literally a physical thing that leaves a space station well, and comes to this planet. They don't like it because they can't replicate it in a lab and they can't prove it to those people i say is pizza food yes is jello food yes now can't these things co-create co- co-exist absolutely so God, Henry, yeah, my, my, other, my, other question, my other question it's not so much about any of the the this is just more of an emotional question are is the ufo community just annoyed that the government is even talking about it because doesn't that kind of take away a bit of the fun I'm with you on that. I honestly think there's a there's a lot to it. Because then the story is kind of over, right? They finally like, great, congrats. Right. It's identified. It's it's unidentified. There you go. What are you gonna do? Cause now you have a bunch of people saying, like, see? And then all of this mm-hmm. happens during a time period where people are the least concerned with UFO storylines. They are they do not care. We have a super flow. It's easily buried underneath the constant ramblings of the administration uh, and everyone's just general malaise and fear right. right now. So who gives a shit that you, that they finally said, yeah, there are UFOs, which is the for, for first time. But I also, the reason why TTTSA gets shit is called Harold Putoff. He's been calling for many years, he's been calling UFOs space poltergeists. Huh. Where cool. he believes that it's the same phenomena as a poltergeist. Like, it's all the same shit. But what we're seeing is, is like, this is their example. The U.S. Navy has come out and filmed a bunch of these weird little blips. We know that they are, they have some sort of physical hook. We know mm. that they are, they, they got picked up by their weapons tracking technology. They have mass. They are traveling. They, they, they are there. But then they disappear. Right then, they immediately go away, which is a very difficult thing for the U.S. Navy because mm-hmm. they don't know why. I also think it's interesting that all of this happened; these videos were all taken during training sessions. So what you're seeing is mm, these things, interesting. which which is what I was talking about during Rendlesham Forest episodes. My belief is that it's some kind of phenomena, either intelligent or not, that is mimicking us, that is watching our planes and operating like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can see the audience member putting their gun up to their temple right now, about to pull the trigger. So we better move on. From no, this is, no, this is important <laughs> shit. This is important shit because, yeah, it we is. can't get a UFO in a net, right? Maybe but not. A UFO, we can't get a UFO in a net, but for some reason we can get a UFO knot to take us up into space and drain <laughs> our fucking balls against our will. What's the story with that? What is the story? What's More the to story come. with that, Kissel? But I, you know... I'm just I'm I'm already I'm just heated. I know, buddy. Gives a shit, man. I gotta deal with this shit all the time. All I right, got people hit me I up all day. Oh my goodness, shit. Henry, Henry, gotta get your back, Henry. Woo! My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year, thinking about her family and friends, and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. 
All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. That's Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there 
And oh man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, so we will keep you up to date on any new information going on in the UFO world. But I got to switch to a story here that's a little bit more of Earth. I have been shut down. <laughs> this has been this is from this is a, about the government, isn't it? <laughs> I just my my I got my um my uh oh my goodness. I'm now I'm trying to think of the baseball player that cheated and now I can't even do that. I can't even think of the team. Sports have been too long Arturo. Um What? Oh, there's a baseball team that cheated. The Houston Astros cheated. He got a little buzzer. I think it's a Turo is his name, but I think I'm wrong about that as well. Anyway, what I'm this? saying is I'm getting a buzz by the government to tell you that we have to move on. Can I can I ask a true question? Sure. Why is there even anything considered cheating in sports? Because you have to can't, have an even playing field. Otherwise, it's not fair. But uh, but if you're smarter than the other person and you cheat and you win, doesn't that just, just another good win? Is that, that should count as a win. Technically, it makes you dumber because you have to cheat to win. Why is that? It's actually the opposite. I thought st- I'm working smarter, not harder. Well, that's why you would be good in the military, but not good in, uh, or maybe you could play for the New England Patriots. But I um, mean, yeah, I'd be it's, great. It's I'd a military be great concept. in New England. What would I, I be in the New England fucking Patriots? I think what you'd I even be, do? you would just be the ball. You would, they would, put, they would snap your little butt. <laughs> hey guys, how about we do a little bit of the deflate thing first? Huh? I've been sitting in my ass for the last fucking six weeks. Squeeze them. Send them to the squeezing room. Uh, it's just the corpse of you and Aaron Hernandez. Um, all right, so let's move on here. This is coming in from ABC6. This is a local news story, so you know it's going to be good. Runaway pig leads police in Connecticut on a 45-minute chase. Insert all the puns you want about the pigs chasing a pig and also the fact that this pig, it took these cops 45 minutes to catch this pig. So this was- It's hard, man. It's hard to get a pig. Was it all greased up? I think it was just a pig. This was in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, the police struggled to take to, to get this pig. The runaway pig uh, led officers on a wild chase. It took 45 minutes. They even had the pig surrounded at one point, but the pig managed to slip through and get away. Stanford police posted a video of the pig chase on social media. Uh, this is what the police had to say. Again, I hate cute cops because they're not cute. They'll shoot you. Um, this piggy, this is according to their tweet. This piggy, officers were dispatched on a report of a loose pig in North Stanford. Attempts to catch the pig led to, quote, uh, to uh, the video, no officers or pigs were injured. So they were able to take in the piggy, which I think is good, without harm, although you know for a fact that those cops are currently, uh, they got toothpicks in their in their, in their their teeth, uh, pulling out the bacon that they just <laughs> yes, ate. Exactly. That is this, of course, this hero pig. So we got to say, upon further investigation, when we got Senior Pig back to the police station, we did discover it was, in fact, Chris Christie of New Jersey. <laughs> That's fun. That's oh, a funny. I can joke. always go for Chris Christie jokes. Rereading the last book on the left, and thank you all so much for the for the great feedback on that. And thanks for buying it. I made about eight Chris Christie jokes. You and did I definitely. It definitely dates the book a little bit. But also, we can always make fun of that fat fuck because he was a horror governor who belongs in very, very big chains. It just comes from a time period, and we celebrate a time period. That's right. So eventually, the officers, how do you think they got the pig, Henry? What do you think? What are pigs like? Um, They like apples. They well, yeah. like 
ice cream. No. They like mud. They like... They like shit. Trash. I think you are describing in a roundabout way trash. So the cops put out a garbage trap, and the little piggy was like, that looks like a fun little piece of trash. Yeah, I want to get in there. And then they trapped it, and they didn't kill it publicly. But again, I'm sure that this pig is now bacon. So there you go. That's a bit more of a lighthearted story in these crazy times. And I think we need to know. Um, I I would have liked the story more. um, it turned out that pig was a rampant carrier of COVID-19. <laughs> All those police, they took back to the family, and thus, once again, senior pig has become patient number one. Oh, poor piggy. But either way, Stanford police, not a bad day at the office, although you know one of the officers that caught the pig is currently on a hell of a whiskey bender because whew, it ain't easy being a cop on the streets see, during a pandemic. There's a lot of paperwork, yeah, but sometimes it's the things I see, man. Just watching him kick his hooves against those anklets is one of the saddest sights I've ever did. I just wish some pigs. He was he was strong and young enough to get a job. I, I wish so. that he could have done it. I think so. Um, all right. Well, I have one other story that's a little I bit also, more bloody. But you want let's let's hear from Mister Zabrowski's tale. I have a couple of things. One was the Nova Scotia police actually just ah. put out a timeline of the uh, they were did a little more research into yes. the timeline that uh, of the. Horrible mass shooting, the worst oh. mass shooting in the history of of Nova it, Scotia. It is, yep. When um, I do notice that they all they very often refer to the uh, the guy as the gunman, and so I'm going to do the same thing as yeah, well, yeah. so that we don't I have like to that. proliferate his name too often. Yep. Uh, but he, they, there's some fucked up shit that is coming out. We're going to learn more and more, but he knew a lot of his victims. Okay. Because he showed up to their homes, people let him in, and then he shot the whole families and set the houses on fire. But one of the ones that was really fucked up to me was that he was in the squad car, his fake squad car, but he had a radio. Uh-huh. So he was picking up police calls for him. So someone was calling for backup from the last shooting spree that he did, and he showed up to the cop and the RCMP cop car rolls in, and he thinks it's his like the guy, his backup. Get out of here! And he here. comes out being like, "Hey, what's up?" Like this is again the story last week. Guy dressed up as a Mountie with a Mountie car drove around. He killed twenty two people in Nova Scotia. Yes. This other Mountie sees him get out of the car. He doesn't realize it. Guy just opens fire and shot the other cop. The other cop would run away thinking it was his buddy. Wow! Really fucked up. So this and guy had balls of steel in the pussiest of senses. But the but the fact that he would go to the scene, he must have known that this whole thing was con- going to conclude with his own demise. He wanted it. Yeah. I think that he wanted it. I uh, I mean, again, we don't know anything about the shooter or why he did it. They simply have just taken down his very c- crazy denture sign from his denture office. Have you mm. ever seen it? It's like a big pink smile with big teeth on the side of it psychotic they took it all down. honestly it's kind of fun until then he kills a bunch of people and then it becomes very menacing i don't trust like a, a grimace i don't trust a dentist they're far too comfortable inside of people's mouths they have the power of of not just you know remember do you remember when sexual assault was just a plot in a sitcom when when jerry yes. seinfeld went to his dentist and his zipper very was always often. down and he i think the dentist was jerking him off and it was more of a lol raffle kind of situation 
No, we're taking things more seriously in upcoming generations, yes. But yeah, it used to be really funny just imagining the idea. It used to be a common laugh of a dentist putting you out and then sticking his dick in your mouth yeah. while you were asleep. But now we know that that's rape. And you got to be really careful with doing that as a dentist. This Absolutely. is a, a recharge to our dentist. Yeah, you got a guy sleeping there. And yeah, maybe he was kind of rude to you a little bit or he didn't like his jokes because a lot of people don't like a funny dentist. And, no. Nope. But you have been since offended by it because he wasn't laughing and had jokes well you had a fucking hook in his mouth and now he's asleep and you look at his big open mouth and you're all big and engorged because all you could think about is sick in your fucking cock in there sure. I'm going to say to you hey let's just think about how you'd feel mm-hmm. if someone you know put what? a penis in your mouth while you were sleeping you know what I would recommend and I don't know if this is possible but if I was a federal judge or even a local judge and I find out that someone gets hard because their patients are unconscious I would attach one of those fish you know the fish take me to the river you know that fish the talking head fish that turns Billy Bass Billy Bass Every time that that person would get aroused, and I don't know how I would orchestrate this, but I would have a small trigger on his erection that would then trigger Billy Bass to sing Take Me to the River, and I would have it turn and look right at the dentist, guaranteed boner eraser. I wonder, I hope it's not, because, but also, or you start transferring your boner to the Billy Bass, which is fine, that's actually. Fine. Yeah, that's, that's actually fine. fine. It's going to mess but with the song, but... Stop. Putting your penis like made spaghetti into another man's mouth and taking a picture of it, dentist. Stop doing it. I for agree. A second. I agree. I have this other. I have another more simple story. Okay. This comes from the Sun, everybody's favorite paper in the UK. We know, guys, how much <laughs> we know how much you respect it, and well, we know how much you love it. Oh, actually, oh, this is an old story, but I just want to say the headline. Okay. The ghost of a masturbating ape haunts the hallways of a grand country estate in Dorset. Well, it can't be old if it's a ghost. It's timeless. That's what I'm saying. Titillated Taurus can often hear the saucy specter laughing while masturbating in Anthelhampton Hall in Dorset. Near Dorsester. Dorster? Dorchester. Nailed it. But apparently, the lovable apes' afterlife antics have helped the hall to be named as one of the most haunted houses in England. After be, being listed on We Buy Any Home's list of the nine most ghostly properties. I just want to say this. The estate's motto is, He who looks at Martin's ape, Martin's ape will look at him. The 15th century house was originally built by the Martin family, whose crest featured an, exciting, an excited monkey sitting on a tree stump. <laughs> And ever since, the horny ghost of Martin's uh, monkey is hunted Little do you spot. know, that's not a tree stump. It's a full tree. That is a tree. <laughs> but he One is, tourist, is inside he, of that monkey. He is, it is, he is, it is up to his clavicle inside of him. <laughs> he said, we heard that monkey, we heard that Martin the monkey who haunts the house loves to scratch his privates while swinging around. We didn't see him, which is a shame, because it would have been a real sight. Apparently, he's not terrifying. Quite friendly is what we heard. Yeah, because he's masturbating. Sure. But according to local legend, the unconventional Martin family did have a pet ape, which was free to wander the halls. And when one of the Martin's daughters had an unhappy love affair and decided to kill herself, the compassionate monkey began following her around. When she climbed the head of hidden stairs to her secret room, the ape trailed behind and watched as she took her own life with the door bolted. What? By the time the family searched the house and grounds eventually located the room, the ape had starved to death oh. next to her body. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if we came all over it. I'm not certain if that was a part of the ghost story. I don't know if it started masturbating when it was a, an alive ape or was just so bored in the afterlife. Why didn't the monkey just eat the, the corpse? 
I don't know. I All honestly right. do think that I think that it would have. I think that there a lot of this is being cleaned up for radio. <laughs> because you know, I believe you can imagine it, it just was, feeling just a small puff of air though, like when you go into the doctor and they try to yeah. see if you have uh, whatever that eye problem is. When you go to the eye doctor, try to see if you got the the cloudy eye glaucoma. Like, yeah, they're just like. Like, I can just feel that on my face and be like, masturbating ape, do yeah, not come on my face again. This isn't one of your bukkake videos. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man and I will ask to become on. And that's how I will receive it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest. And I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet! Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing! 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. All right. Well, let's move on to a much more disgusting, serious story here. Uh, it does involve death. As we've talked about before, this time period is driving a lot of people insane. Perhaps they would have killed their spouses anyway. Maybe they wouldn't have. I would Maybe I would have. err on the latter. Uh, this is coming in from New York. A man accused of man accused of killing wife was allegedly dismembering her when police came to check on her. Now, I am a massive advocate for uh, innocent until proven guilty. I will say this. If you are found dismembering your wife, think we can get word of the word accused or allegedly we can just jump a few steps and say the man who murdered his wife. And the guy, if he sees you, you know, you murder in the middle of dismembering your wife and then he gives you a Snickers, you know what I mean? Because then you're like, you might get uh, gun, you, you were hangry. That, um, also, that is very difficult because you can't be like, I found her like this. No, you can't be. Although, I think. Uh, this- yes, I did indeed. Yes, her name is Deborah Potato Head of the Potato Head family, <laughs> and some of her parts do come off. But d- d- the arms are not supposed to, sir. No, and she is not a potato head. She is a person. I do think the hangry would, uh, defense would work in Dallas. There are big folk in Dallas. We love Dallas. There are bigger people. And I do think if you do not feed them regularly, then they have the right to kill you. Yeah, this is definitely, there's a lot of big people in Dallas. And I love them for it. So New York State Troopers, uh, they went to check on this home. It's in the Buffalo area. Families hadn't heard uh, from her in days, the victim in days. So they're like, you better go check on her. Uh, It was Friday at 12.30 p.m. Troopers were sent to the home in Allen to check on the welfare of the resident. Police did not identify the resident in the release, but her family has identified her on a GoFundMe page uh, and in news interviews as Amber Farron. That is the name. Name of the woman. Trooper spoke to Philip Farron, he's 52 years old, who said his wife had, quote, left the area. When troopers questioned him again, he then made admissions. He said, this is according to the troopers. Further investigation reveals that Farron had shot and killed the victim earlier in the week and was in the process of dismembering the victim's body when troopers arrived on the scene. And but then the they real sh- star here. Yeah. They show the a picture of this man, and Henry is the mugshot. It is. It is the least amount of face on a head I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks um, like a Lego character made real. Yes, and and, it, uh, and I don't know how you do this. I don't know what. I don't know how a person looks like this. Uh, I have never seen. He looks like an emoji. Yes, that dismembers its wife. Yes, uh, he looks like someone who just. He's a chili guy. He's a chili burger guy. He's a chili burger guy. Yeah, you can he see looks this like, right here. It's a big old alcoholic's nose. Yeah. Big, cool mustache. You know who um, he is? He's he's the guy who goes when they find out there's finally a hibachi restaurant in Buffalo. He's the first one in the door. And he's yeah, just- Yeah, when I go, I go with a big old low-cut shirt and then that shift does that funny thing <laughs> when he throws the shrimp between my breasts. <laughs> yeah. I don't like a hibachi. It's a 
show and it's dinner. I like going out. What I I'm like s- when we make like a little volcano with the onions. I would love to see you with a little shrimp between your titties. What I am saying is, yes, he would love the onion volcano almost to a fault. Uh, so He's, th- and his ears are lower than they should be. Everything is wrong. Everything his is wrong. His ears are like back where my, like the, my glands are on my neck. His eyes are really close together. I just... I've just never seen a person where it's like, if I hit him in the face with the board, I wouldn't even give him a black eye. The closest thing I could give him was a black jowl. And this is according, so right now he has been arraigned via Skype. Uh, He was arrested on second degree murder and first degree manslaughter charges. Uh, He does not have a lawyer yet. I'm assuming at some point he will, uh, if we still have a constitution in this country. Um, But as police continue to investigate Amber's family, Amber's family is feeling uh, obviously devastated by the death. This is according to her aunt, Bonnie uh, Minot. She said she was a sweet girl, a big heart, would do anything for anybody and for her life to be ended like this. I'm assuming she would go on to say it's tragic. Her sister, Ashley Ryan, told the outlet she would give the shirt off her back to anyone. And then this happened. I just can't believe it. So very, very sad and Thankfully, the cops were able to get there, but this is this is one of those difficult situations where you never know what's the right time to call authorities when you haven't talked to someone 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. There was probably no way that they could have saved this poor victim uh, because, of course, it was a domestic situation. Well, especially also during this time period. Right. Where everybody is kind of, it, it's hard because people are getting around, but, you know, again, we're all supposed to be home. So if you're like, hey, police, I live with my wife. Where is my wife? That has got to be very scary. At this time period, I'd be like, uh, yeah, where is your wife? She's supposed to be home. Absolutely. A lot of times they just run away because that's the first thing I say is like, you know, they always, they're always fucking running away, man. Yeah. All right. It is time for Hero of the Week. I'm going to take a bit of uh, Henry's responsibility here and actually read an email from um, a listener whose name I will say. From Pace, I will say. Their name is Pace. Uh, it's a short little email, but I, this more, it's again, this is a hero that is a concept. The concept is giving. Giving. The email reads, hi guys, I was in a group of five people and a masked man cycled up to us and gave us each a bottle of Bud with a quarter ounce of dynamite weed taped to the shoulder of the bottle and a 10 pound note taped to the neck. He asked nothing, did nothing, and cycled off. We met a few folk later on who had the same good fortune of running into this cat. P.S. We were all homeless. So there you go. <laughs> the Phantom nice. the phantom Weed and Bud Light Giver or Budweiser Giver. You are the hero of the week. But it really is more about the concept than anything. Give to people. Give them a little Bud Light. You know, when you give uh, people who are on the streets asking for cash money, I say, if you got a bunch of weed on you, skip the middle, man. Just give them, give them the weed. Give them the weed, because in the end they want the weed, and the weed actually keeps them doing the PCP, I think. I think that's absolutely true. And then this week's runner-up, I do have a runner-up for Hero of the Week, but it comes, Please. It's, it's from April 5th. So this is a group of Czech nudists. Um, they were scolded by police officers for violating the obligation to wear protective face masks. No problem with being entirely nude. <laughs> so um, funny, dude. Clothes or no clothes. <laughs> they, the, they just found out that COVID-19 doesn't, you can't get it from cum. No kidding. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of doctors, I guess, well, like, then took my- a bunch of loads. <laughs> and then they, they, that's how they know. I'm not certain. I'm not I a scientist. Know. Yeah, well, then my belly button is totally safe. Um, <laughs> the, the message is, so this is according to the cops. The, the message is very clear. They're like, it doesn't matter what you're wearing in public, but you got to wear face masks. So I'm going to say, good job. They put the face masks on, but they're still out there being nude in the beach. And honestly... I, I am kind of a never nude, but I'm growing out of it. I think that if you can't handle me at my fat, then you don't deserve me at my mildly thin. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm saying, man. My whole thing is that my body is a weapon for me to use against society. <laughs> so if I'm going to, I show people my body, you have to accept it because now you get in trouble if you shame me for it. That's so right. So now you got to deal with it. You got to look at it. When we're at the beach, you're at the beach here with me. Yeah, I got right. a beautiful wife. Yeah, you can look at her, but you're not going to be looking at her. That's what's funny. Is right. that even though she's got a hot body, what's nice is that my body actually attracts more eyeballs. So my wife actually sure. feels more comfortable being out with me nude because people are unfortunately looking at the orangutan. Right. That somehow squirreled on a pair of little because you know i wear the the tinier swim you're very european i know yes. yeah it's so very, that's it, my thing it's the difference i protect of, my i protect natalie that's that's one way to, to say what you're doing um it's like it's the difference between looking at a beautiful corvette driving down the highway and then looking at a car crash folks well, always you, look at the car crash they always do it you look at the corvette for a second you're like oh that's a sweet ass corvette but if a car goes drives by on fire with a bunch of pigs with guns in it you're like oh, that's interesting <laughs> now and that's like, a story you got to start following that. I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy, Kissel. Be nude. Not now. Not now. No, no, no. The other day, though, you did take me to the bathroom to pee. When you were, we were talking on the phone, and you took me to the bathroom to piss into a sink. No, not to, I, pee, I peed in the toilet. Oh, I thought you were peeing in the sink. Why would I pee But then you wouldn't let me the off the phone until own... I showed you that I was shitting. Why would I pee in the sink at my own house? Because you're a man with a very little, I'm going to say rules. I'm going to say you're, you're deregulated right now. Without when you don't have a, uh, yes. you don't have any. There's yes. no oversight. Well, I could happening. go for a few more environmental protections because, uh, my lord, between yes. Puffin and I, woo wee, we there got is, some there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. All right, so I got some. I got some emails, and I wanted to, you know, it's because they're fun. And I love hearing from you guys. SideStoriesLPOTL at gmail.com. Always emails, reactions to stories, more info, your funny little stories. And this one comes to, because we talked a little about eating pet peeves. And we oh, said yes. we weren't going to name next week. We said last week, we said we were never going to name the person that um, was the most disgusting eater we'd ever been around. We can't eat anymore. Hold him, McNeely. Everyone correctly guessed it. <laughs> so you already knew. Again, but I'm going to declassify. Last podcast that we're going to, is going to declassify the the information from last week of who is the most disgusting eater in the LPN family. And we're going to go ahead and say, we're going to clear the air and let you know that it was, in fact, Holden McNeil. Wow. And you cannot duplicate how he eats in a lab. No lies. People, no lies here. No. But this story shows that, honestly, for some people, they just can't help but eat messy. Okay. I'm here in defense of messy eaters everywhere. Although that condiment thing that Henry described sounds fucking gross. It is. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a messy eater. I moved around as a kid and it always became like a joke that I was a weird eater everywhere I went. It's fine. I'm fine. However, my weird habits are a result of a significantly open bite. 
that makes eating downright challenging at times. I can bite into an entire piece of pizza and not actually make contact with anything because my teeth only actually touch in two places in the very back. What? When I try to eat a sandwich, I just get a bite of bread and then all of the insides fall onto the plate. I require like 600 napkins if I eat a burger or basically anything that you bite into. I had years of orthodontic work done, and the open bite always comes back because I push my tongue against my teeth when I sleep. Anyways, I figure I can't be the only orthodontically challenged messy eater out there, so shout out, motherfuckers! Okay, so I am... Okay, so we have a Incapable situation where... Incapable of eating normal. How... Oh, I'm very confused. How doesn't... It's still... Isn't there a way to... How does he survive? How did the genealogy survive? How did the genetics survive if this person cannot eat in the easiest time to consume food in human history? You can still fold it in your mouth. You can get the food in there. You gotta be you have to be more careful and considerate of you of your eating. And also, it's just you are eating, it's just messier I don't, than normal. Can I just say this as a as a remedy? Bigger food. Just bigger eat bigger food. food. I honestly like this move. Okay. I like this idea. Get more food in there if the food is physically larger. Yes. You can get more in there. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's what we've been practicing since day one. <laughs> so let's, all right, here's, this is a story. This is a coronavirus story. All right. Because coronavirus is making people fucking nutty out here. There's Woo. a lot of people changing societal rules for no fucking reason. Because sometimes it's like, yeah, man, I know we're in quarantine, but some shit doesn't have to break down. You can still, we wave, can actually, you can still wave hello to your neighbor. You can say, you could wave hello to your neighbor. You don't have to recoil from them. And also, just fucking, just stick to what you do normally, especially if you're an independent business person, just like this person talks about in this email. I'm a 26-year-old female from Richmond, Virginia. And like other stoners, I've been heavily partaking during this trying time. Good. We have, I have also have been, I've been fucking getting fucking high. I've been getting stoned a lot. I've been smoking a lot of weed. I got that auto grinder from back in the day. I've been growing, right. like just rolling my own joints, just fucking blowing through them. It's been great. Are you even attempting to pretend like you have increased your weed intake as opposed to you are just continuing the process? It's exactly the same, technically. It's a, just right. a natural ramp up. Now, I've been seeing my current weed man for around six months. And I know this type of shit. You know, Kissel, you got your guy. I remember my guy yep. back in fucking back in the day. You got to hang out with the guy. Ugh. He's going to talk about fucking soccer. He's going to play a Mario Kart. You're trying to figure out when he's going to leave. I stopped getting the del- weed delivery service many years ago because I gave the guy 60. The bill, I think it was 50. And my understanding... And I don't have shit. And you should be tipping them, Kissel. No, because this was a time I spoke to the leading editor, the head editor at High Times. Oh, I remember that. I remember we talked about this. Yes. And he said they deliver a 2.5 eighth. So technically, you do not have to tip because they're giving you about $30 worth of weed. The tip is baked in. But then the guy tried to shake me down for the 10. I said, keep it. But at that point, that $10 was quite important to me. But anyway, I just stopped doing that. But we talked about the same thing with the Yorkshire Ripper. Are we really looking for change? We got these guys, guys got change. I don't know. Do sex workers have change? Nope, no one has change. Over these months, he has been slow. All right, so I've been current weed man, right? So over these months, he has been slowly escalating his manner of undress. What? He had mentioned once that he did some form of martial arts. So eventually, when I went to buy an eighth and he was, when I was met with him wearing a neon blue Speedo, I just figured he was a weird college guy and brush it off. So last night, I arrived at his house to pick up. Uh-huh. He came out wearing a robe and insisted we smoke a blunt. Very common, right? This is just what happens. Yes. He ties you into his being his friend. He's essentially making it. you addicted. I hate it. He, leaves in a, he lives in a middle-class suburban neighborhood, so he opts to smoke in his car. 
So I'm what? trying to get out of there as soon as possible. Sure. Yes. I mean, I've been there. You remember how many times we used to have to hide in Florida? Yeah, but why we would you smoke hide. in the car where if you are busted smoking, you're not just getting busted for smoking weed. You're busted for smoking weed within a vehicle, and then you could get a, a, a DUI or something like that. You're going to hear one. Whatever. Okay. Whatever, you're about to hear one. whatever a, a, a DUI weed version is. No, you're going to find out that the, I don't think this was. It wasn't just to hide from police. Okay. Not from the smoking. So I'm not trying to get out of there as soon as possible. I'm trying to get out of there as soon as possible. And he's down for me that my weed is free, so I'm trying to be slick about it. It's dark, and he's rolling the blunt in his lap, so he asks if I could shine a light. In the foreground, blunt in the midst of being rolled. In the foreground, blunt in the midst of being rolled. In the background, I see an open robe and a bare-exposed penis. Hmm. I pretend not to notice and begin pulling up pictures of various strains of weed and talking about which ones I wanted to grow. It's just fine. Everything's fine. It was at this point that he said, excuse me, I'm just going to whips off the robe, get more comfortable. Whew, that's better. Well, that's not even comfortable. Being nude in a car is quite uncomfortable. Absolutely. Your fucking balls and your taint and your asshole stick to the seat. Hmm. I mentioned how we need to get going, and we exit the vehicle, and it's from this point that this man stands naked on his driveway at 3.30 a.m., just dick out smoking a blunt for a, a moment until I say my goodbyes and leave the promptly, and I block his number. And it's just very interesting, because he said it so many times. It's like, because like, she said, she's like, I'm I'm five foot one, but he's about an inch shorter than me, and this occurred in my driveway, of, incurred in the driveway of his parents' home. So this is one of those old school, Ugh. like, suburbs weed dealer where he is just Damn, living at home. Damn, sad. Like, I, I have mentioned my boyfriend many times over the months and have never in any way made him think I was interested. Yeah, it's not about you. No, bro. and you had nothing to do with this. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's fully sexual. I mean, it does sound like it's vaguely sexual. But oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I don't think that he was deterred. No, I think, I think he was looking at Pornhub, not realizing those folks are paid actors. And uh, indeed, he is not a porn star. No, and there's a lot of people. So she ends this with, why are people so horny? Is there ever such a thing as free weed? Was I just sexually harassed? Yes. But there's never such a thing as free weed. No, there's there There's never isn't. such a thing as free blunt. There's always a tacit. Exp- there is some form of arrangement, whether you know it or not. You just need to be real upfront for it. But Because I- if you're getting for weed for free, you will be paying something this is why i guess once again legalize it legalize no one should it. have to buy weed in the strain in, in somebody's car as they unrobe like a much less wealthy harvey weinstein and when harvey weinstein did it he you got an still oscar in prison you also got an oscar when he did it this you're getting an eighth of stems and seeds hmm. neither so worth it this is a disgusting story oh, okay so years ago when I was on OK Cupid, so years ago when I was on OK Cupid, it was the early days that you could still meet hookups. Right? I do like I, I okay do like OK Cupid for pedophiles. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I met a girl. We'll call Sarah. We met up once, and she talked to me about her hobbies. She bred these big Flemish rabbits and was honestly a little too into them. Hmm. I got past that, and we ended up banging on a fairly sanitary park bathroom. <laughs> Good work. This is great. I love. I love. I love this so far. Any port in a storm, he says. We both had a good time, but other than sexual attraction, we didn't have much in common, so we didn't follow up. But a month or so later, I get a call. She's pregnant. Damn. Oh, shit. I can't believe you fucking barebacked in a sanitary, <laughs> a quote-unquote fairly sanitary park bathroom. Yeah, it really isn't about the bathroom being fairly sanitary. You gotta, you gotta wrap up the old ding-dong there. You gotta there. wrap her up. Yeah. Right? Oh, shit. So she didn't want an abortion, and I respected that. 
So I prepared myself for unexpected fatherhood. Oh, wow. That's very nice. Very mature. Fo- that's very nice. Very mature. Fast forward a few weeks and she texts me. She had a miscarriage. Now, Uh-oh. I had mixed feelings as one often does in this situation. But what she told me next horrified me. <laughs> she shared with me that when it happened, she expelled what was pretty recognizably a fetus. Mm. She went on to say that she didn't know what to do with it. So... She just fed it to one of her rabbits. Oh my I was god! Like, the Stop fuck did you this say? story. I'm gonna throw up. Eventually, what are she you said, talking about? This is her reason. Everything she said. Siblings often absorb the other twins, so in her mind, it was poetic. Her rabbit child was getting nourishment from her human child's no! remains. Oh, oh my god! No, but they never spoke again. Apparently, apparently, yeah, he cut it I off. I understand, and dare I say. You know what? Everything happens for a reason. Maybe this woman wasn't best to be best fit to be a mother during this time period of her life. I think that is absolutely Whoa. disgusting. It's like freaking. It's like the. It's like when in, in the movie Hannibal, when the guy feeds the people to the pigs. You can't be feeding any biological waste to your damn animals because they're going to go crazy. And now you know what these freaking rabbits want? Flesh, flesh. I can't imagine. To be honest, when I first read the email, I was. Thinking it was going to go more towards the angle of the rabbit started eating her pussy. And I actually was pleasantly surprised by the right turn that that angle took. <laughs> it's all about expectations, I think. Isn't that weird how, like, that's that was the good one? You know what I mean? Um, I also wanted to read a little bit of this story, a couple chunks of the story. Okay. This is one of those, as this is one of those really scary, like, haunted house stories. Um, that I really enjoy, but I just wanted to read it, read a couple chunks of it, because I thought it was interesting, and I just love it. You know what I mean? And the only person who died is so this this person lived in a house in Superior, Wisconsin. Oh, of course, I know Superior. It was originally an old farm home that was brought to town on a truck and set in a new lot when the town was first established. So that's just straight up old school. Oh, okay. Right? The only person we knew dying in the house was my grandpa, who died of a brain tumor before I was born. There's just some weird, they said the whole family just saw a bunch of fucked up shit in the house. There's a couple of examples. I was in the shower when I was about 13. This bathroom was attached to a room where my grandpa lived and then died when he was very sick with his brain tumor. The bathroom always gave me creeps no matter what time of day. This day it was Hmm. mid-morning. I was home alone, as I often was. My parents own a restaurant and spend most of their time there. I was renting my hair and I began to get a sick feeling. It is the undeniable feeling that someone is watching you. You are in danger. I couldn't take another moment, and I turned off the water, and I peeked out of the shower curtain. No one was there. I get out of the shower, turn on, and I turn off the radio I had on. And as I was drying off from outside the door, I heard a man's voice say, Jessica. Oh, my God. Luckily, there were two doors in this bathroom, and I ran out the other side. I called up my mom immediately. She insisted no one was home and probably just hearing things. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mom. This this is the thing that creeped me out. My bedroom had a closet door in the corner of the room that was painted red. Under the red paint, you could see the outline of the face. Hmm. Eyes with big drooping eyelids, a big nose, and big lips underneath. I asked my mom about the face, and she said her sister stayed in that room, painted the face on it years ago, and even after coats and coats of paint, the outline of the face still seeps through. Cool. This door also did not have a handle. The handle fell off years ago, and to open it, which I rarely did because it scared the shit out of me, I'd use a screwdriver. The only things I kept in there were extra blankets. 
I avoided going near it at all costs. When I, would have, when I would have sleepovers, my friends would say that they felt like someone was watching them from that corner of the room. Hmm. The room would get so cold, we could see our breath. So one night, suddenly from inside the closet came a boom, boom, boom. Knock so hard, it shook the walls. Then the door creaked open slowly, only a couple of inches. Just enough that if someone was inside the closet, could peek at me sitting on my bed. Oh my God. The sickest, the sickest feeling went through me. I told my friend on the phone what had happened, and she told me to run. My parents didn't believe me. This is another fucked up story. This is a weird-ass fucking nightmare. One night, she was having a terrible nightmare. Mm-hmm. I woke up, and I was surprised to realize that I was already sitting up in the corner of my bed, facing the same corner of that room. Whoa. I shook off the sleep and realized my mom was standing in that corner. This did not look like an apparition. It was that see-through or foggy. It was my mother, or so it seemed. She was wearing her everyday clothes, which I found odd as it was in the middle of the night. Why wasn't she in, pajam- why wasn't she in pajamas? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She had a wide smile on her face, and her head was slightly cocked to the side like the fucking strangers. The- whoa, whoa! I stared at her, and she smiled right back at me. And finally, I said, Mom, what is it? She didn't move. She didn't answer. She stared. My heart suddenly sudden a pound, and I realized that's not my mother. <gasps> suddenly, she fucking vanished. Whoa! I scream, bloody murder. My real mom came running up the stairs thinking I was dying. I told her what I saw between sobs, and she said I, she was just scared shitless. No little girl she would be making shit up like this. Damn. I still tell her about this story to this day, and it gives her chills. Right? Why was it portraying herself at her as her? Whoa. So there's a lot of other little stories here, but this is one of those where it's like, oh. Very cool. Thank you for that. Scre- I'm going to say that spooky spaghetti territory right there. That's very, very, very Well, thank, thank you all so much for listening to this week's Side Stories. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you all so much again for buying the book. You can get the last book on the left. Go to Indie Bound, support your local indie stores. And our live show is out, lastpodcastlive.com. We had such a great time last year traveling the world, perfecting our craft. And I think <laughs> you'll enjoy uh, the, I think you'll enjoy the humor. I think that it's a better special than the last one we put out. Check it out, lastpodcastlive.com. Yes. It's fun to do. There ain't, you know, if you're looking to be entertained, that's the one thing that we could provide. Absolutely. Um, also, go to lastpodcastmerch.com. Yep. We have all new merch, new sizes, new stuff. We're going to keep up in it. We've already run out of some stuff, which is amazing. And again, 6.66% of it is going to the charity One Fair, one fair Wage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where we are, we're still doing that. We're going to be doing out throughout this whole fucking time. And of course, we'll be refilling the merch that has sold out. So keep on checking regularly to see if the shirt also, that you want or the whatever uh, you want is back in stock. Hit us up if there's a type of merch you want to see. We have, uh, we have Amy over at Not Bad Luck who does incredible pins. Yes. And we well, our goal is to get some from her for the last podcast merch page. You got you go if there's anything else you guys are into, you guys want more patches, hats, let us know because the type of stuff being like we want y'all to get gigged up with the shit that y'all like because you are like us. We merch people. We're merch people. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Oh, 
And here's a little bit of a thing for me. Check out Trollville yes. on YouTube. We put it up in the last podcast on the left YouTube page. Check it out. It's a love letter to the world of trolls. Uh, with uh, Do they n- need a love letter, analogy. Henry? Do they I need a love letter? They need a reach out. And I would say if you do, if a one eye-opening documentary was sent my way by a listener. I was going on. Thank you so much for your letter. Fucking keep on keeping on, bro. Check out TFW No GF based off the meme uh, that feel when no girlfriend. It is an examination of angry young dudes and what they're going through. And Trollville is kind of a pairing to that, knowing that even you, whatever reactions they get out of you on the internet, they are still a lot of times just lost fucking dudes. Yeah, but that, they're also a bunch of assholes. Yes, and so that- what we did with Trollville <laughs> is do a very. And we did a, a solid roasting of them and an examination from the inside out. And of so, course, if you're wondering, Henry plays the beautiful hero. No, no, no. No, Henry plays the troll. I am the troll, yes. <laughs> I yeah. A young Toby Maguire. Um, which is really fun. I love that. Uh but guys, live. Uh-huh. Live. L I V E. That's the sound that we'll make when we can all go outside again. Yay! E- love. Find new interesting ways to make love. There's so many ways. There's Zoom. You could jerk off on Zoom. Yeah, but does that you make you jerk love? off on Instagram Live? You can jerk off in front of all your followers. I don't think that's a good idea. And then laugh with them. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Never forget. Hail yourself. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Amen. Indeed. Oh, also, if you haven't been watching, you gotta watch The Last Dance, the documentary about the bowls. It'll motivate you. And uh, it's really cool. What? The last, it's called The Last Dance. It's about the Chicago Bulls, Henry. Oh, I thought, you, it was, I thought you said it was about like ballroom dancing. No, it's about like, the what bowl. Are you it's not, no, it's not The Last Waltz. Or, no, it's, it's called last The Last Waltz. is the band, man. It's a great documentary. I can't wait to watch it. MJ! <laughs> Kobe! This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.